This is episode number 719 with the incredible Leanne Rhymes. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Oprah Winfrey said, turn your wounds into wisdom. I hope you're having an amazing day today. And no matter what challenge, adversity, or difficulty you've been through, you always have an opportunity to heal and overcome it. And you have an opportunity to share your story with others. And today we're going to dive into that. But if you guys don't know who our guest is, she is amazing. Leanne Rimes is a powerful singer, songwriter, actress, an author. She rose to stardom at age 13 following the release of her version of the Bill Mack song, Blue, becoming the youngest country music star since 1972. She has won so many awards, including two Grammys, three ACMs, a CMA, 12 Billboard Music Awards, and one American Music Award. She sold over 37 million records worldwide, with about 20-plus million album sales in the United States. And Billboard ranked her the 17th artist of the 1990-2000 to decade. And she has also written a number of books. And her hit song, How Do I Live, was ranked as the most successful song of the 1990s by Billboard magazine. That's right. You can try to resist, try to hide from my kiss, but you know, but you know that you can't fight the moonlight deep. All right, I will stop singing for the moment, but man, she is an incredible talent, and I'm so excited that she's on here. We dive into a lot of things in this episode that that goes pretty deep, but also I think shares a lot and reveals a lot about how to overcome these different adversities. And when you're faced with something at such a young age, like Leanne was faced with, how she came out on the other side in such a powerful way. We talk about how she was able to have a successful career from the very beginning all the way to this part of her life. Also, how to keep your ego from getting the best of you. We talk about the power of self-awareness to reach your goals and how important it is to surround yourself with the right people. And we learned some of these incredible routines that Leanne practices to love herself and her body through meditation. And she shares a mantra that she'll actually sing with us uh, and for us at at one point. So be aware of that because it's a very powerful moment. And she's never done it publicly, so you got to give her some good feedback on that. Um, Very excited about this, guys. Make sure to share it with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 719. Make sure to tag Leanne Rhymes on Instagram. She's over there a lot, so tag her while you're listening and let her know what you enjoyed most about this. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Again, a big thank you to our sponsors, and I'm so excited about our guest today. Again, she's someone that I've been connecting with over the last couple of years and finally had a chance to, to interview after a few times of meeting and, and really just diving into the greatest life lessons that she's learned, and I wanted to bring you those life lessons today. So again, share this with your friends, tag at Leanne Rhymes over on Instagram, and let your friends know all about this. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Leanne Rhymes. Welcome everyone back to the School of Greatest Podcast. We have the lovely Leanne Rhymes in the house. Good to see you. Nice I'm to so see pumped you too. To I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so grateful. We've been working on this for like almost two years. I, I know. It has been crazy. First <laughs> off, I was like, who is this dude? And then I've totally fell in love with you. What oh, do you do? Thank you. And then we met for lunch, which was so great. Yeah. And it was just good to get to know you. Yeah, it's been You're great. You're good people. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Anything you need, I got your back. Thank you. You're constantly traveling and touring and... You're in Vancouver, you're in LA, you're doing movies, you're doing music, you're t- all that stuff. So you're a busy individual and you've had a busy life. I've had a busy life, yeah. When you were 12, 13, you kind of came on the scene yeah. and became like a superstar in the country music world, Billboard top charts, you know, yeah. all these different awards in your teens. Yeah. I think I read over 30 something, 37 million records worldwide sold. Something like that. <laughs> So Billboard, Billboard ranked top 17 artists of the decade from 1990 to 2000. I mean, oh. you've just done, did you read that one? Yet? Didn't know that. It's pretty cool, huh? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many things that you've created, but we were just talking about this before, is that there's also been a lot of struggles you've faced in the last 20 plus years of your shiny career. Right, yeah. What would you say has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in the last 20 years while everyone is praising you and all this success and millions of records and top artists in the world, but what's been the biggest challenge? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, since I mean, I can be really honest here, I'm my ego. And because I started so young, I mean, an ego, first off, is we all have to have it to, to live and be human, but there's a healthy way of yeah. being in that and also a very unhealthy way. And I guess when I talk about it, it's I started so young that. And I'm in a business where I have to care how much what people think and you know how many people are buying my albums and how many are coming to the shows and the whole deal. So it's a it's a very people pleasing kind of yeah. way of being. And especially when you start that young, that's all I knew. So having to, and I still do this daily. It's like having to disengage with trying to please everyone and be everything to everyone and make everybody happy. It's like what ultimately, like, do I want? Like, how, what do I feel? And I started so young that I naturally had that. Like, I naturally knew what I wanted. And my first song that I recorded, I was 11. That actually ended up coming out when I was 13. But at 11, you're still so creative and there's, like, no boundaries and you're just creating from your heart. And 
I had that this just magic about me at that age. And then you start to lose that when so many people get in your ear. And then you're trying to keep up with the success that you've had. And there's so many levels to it. Mm -hmm. So I guess when I talk about ego, it's really from that space of having to allow like the Leanne Rhymes that was created to kind of fall away to figure out who like the real Leanne Rhymes is mm. to continue to move forward. Wow. So. Do you feel like you had to kind of destroy yourself at one totally. point? Totally. <laughs> to then say, okay, totally. everyone's built this up, this yeah. like image of you. Yeah. And you do it. I did it so like I was so unconscious of the fact that I was doing it. That you were um, destroying yourself? That I was destroying it. I needed to. Like I really needed to figure out who I was without all the hoopla around me and what people's expectations. And it, it was a, I did it just enough. I did it just enough. So I still, I mean, I've always, I've had a great career and I've had so many fantastic fans. I've been in this business for so long. People still care. Like it's kind of crazy. It's most people don't have that. And, mm -hmm. but I did it enough so I could, I don't know, so I could find, well, I found my humanity again. Like there was just this piece of me that never got to be human. You know, there was somebody, you put you up on a pedestal from the time you're a kid, and it's like, You can't don't do anything fall. wrong. Right, yeah, don't yeah. fall. So I guess, I mean, in a way, there was, it was, it was kind of inevitable that yeah. something like that was going to happen. Did you feel like you were unconsciously sabotaging things? Like yeah. Like in your early 20s, or you just like started sabotaging a lot of things? I just started doing it out of sheer rebellion in a way, but I, it wasn't a bad thing, I don't think, necessarily. Like, I needed to find all of these pieces of me that I felt had been fragmented mm -hmm. and kind of pushed to the side to be Leanne Rhymes, right. you know? So the journey of it all was really inevitable. And I honestly, I think my greatest accomplishment is that I'm still alive and I'm still standing. Really? Yeah. Do you feel I like mean, at one point you almost were going to die or something? Well, I, I don't know. I started so young. I never felt like I'd lived past 21 for some no reason. No way. Yeah, it was like a weird thing. And then I didn't think I'd live past 30. It was like always, and now I feel like I'm going to live for a really long okay. time. I'm <laughs> That's all good. good. No, but I I don't know. I think starting so young, you just like had this, I just had this weird feeling about me that I, with all the craziness around me, and I never really had anonymity. It was always like everyone was always in my face. In and your business. And constantly. knew everything about you. Yeah. Relationships. Or, everything. Yeah. I mean, there was like nothing that could be hidden um, this was pre-social media. This was pre-social media, which is crazy to think about. I think about people in my position that started so young, and most of them are not here anymore. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I feel like is an accomplishment is I've actually worked through some really dark days. And I pretty much, there's a rare day where I feel like I don't have myself, but that's very few and far between anymore, where I know that it can get really, really dark and I'm going to be okay. Like, so you know, like, okay, I'm going through a lot of stuff right now, yeah. but I'm going to get out on the other side. Okay. Yeah, there is another side. But there was a time where you thought, yeah. like, there's no way out. Yeah, there was a lot of pain. I mean, I went through, you know, a divorce publicly with my with my mom and dad. It was, they were 14 when I divorced. We were right in the middle of, like— When they divorced or you— When they, when they divorced. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, sorry, when they got a divorce. And then I went through a lawsuit with my dad publicly, and then I went through a lawsuit with my record label. Like, all of these things— Eventually, like what I've learned about the body and the nervous system and the whole deal is 
my nervous system was just like on stun all the time. So I was constantly in fight or flight. So much adrenaline constantly. So much. Um, That's not healthy. No. And only over the past like three years have I really been able to understand that. And calm down. And like, yeah. Really? (laughs) And calm down, yeah. The anxiety and the things that were stored in my body and the pain and then like. Trauma. Trauma. It's all trauma. and, And to know that I think I was afraid to go into it. You always say, like, the only way out is through. So I knew I had to go through it, but I was so afraid because I'd been avoiding it for, like, for so long. When did you start to, to go through it? The trauma, the pain, the suffering? What, how old were you then? Well, I know I was, I mean, I was in my early teens when, or my mid-teens when I started to feel the pain of it all. Um, but I would push it away in every way that I possibly could. Like work. what? Through? I would work. Did you ever I, do drugs or drinking or... I had my moments of here and there of different things, but it wasn't like, I was one of those kids, thank God there was no social media around. I was one of those kids that like, I would bring the party to me, we would be in the house, it would be super safe, Safe. you know? yeah, yeah. But it was safe in my (laughs) 16-year-old mind, like, woo! Um, But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't ever one to like, get so dark into that. It was more of emotionally just kind of like, disengaging, I closed myself off, like, big time. From um, the world or from, from friends, from parents, from, from... Everything. From what age, what ages? I started definitely around 17. Gosh. Yeah, it was just a protection mechanism. Was it just because everyone was trying to get something from you or they were manipulating you or they were taking advantage or what was the It feeling? was always, like, a. I think it was a constant, like, grabbing, like, needing something, feeding off of, you know who I was and wow. at the time. And you just, I think back then and I just, there was just a lot of pain this kid was going through. Like I see it such a different place now. You can really witness it from yeah. a different side. And this kid was in a lot of pain. And so there was, there was definitely a moment where I'm like, if I go into that, like I'm really afraid I'm not coming out of it. When you dive in into it, the like trauma, if I allow pain. that, yeah, to feel that, I'm just, I'm afraid it's gonna like overtake me and I won't be able to come out of it. And you were like 17 when that started? Or? 17, 18, yeah. And it really kind of culminated like to, when I was 30, I just decided I had actually gone through a lot of, this a long story, but long story short, I'd gone through a lot of dental surgeries. And I had been put under many times, and I wasn't, I was just not, not, it was not fun. fun. (laughs) It's not fun. And it starts to mess with all of you. And I hadn't really dealt with the whole nervous system thing, and I hadn't dealt with the trauma in my body. And it just like, everything just kind of went, and finally, I want to check myself in somewhere. Like, no one needs to, and and I was terrified to do it. I'd never been alone before. There's always someone around me. And after my 30th birthday, I think it was the day after, actually, or two days after, I literally checked myself in somewhere for 28 days. And wow. I went to deal with trauma and anxiety and depression and all of those things that people are like, oh, she must have gone in for like something, like eating disorder, drugs, whatever it was. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is just as serious. Like, anxiety and, and depression are things that a lot of people deal with. We don't talk about enough. Yeah. And it's, it is enough at some point to... To kill you. Yes, to kill you. (laughs) It is. To harm you, to cause a heart attack, a stroke, or whatever. So you checked yourself into a facility somewhere here in L.A. or near here. Did someone inspire you to do this? Like a friend of yours who had gone through something that came out on the other side and you saw a transformation? No. um, My husband and my friends at the time, they were just super worried about me because they saw... 
I was on a lot of medication at the time, wow. and I was going through just like I said, being put under a lot. And they were like, "Look, you need can can we help you get some to help you find some sanity in all of this?" And I was more than willing to. So it was just wow. a simple conversation that was had, and I was terrified when I went in. I'm like, I've never been alone. What's going on? Without happen? your phone, without this, something, yeah. yeah. And uh, wow, you know, I was I just had such great support, and I think that that's. When I finally had the right support system in place in my life, it allowed me to kind of just like surrender into just feeling these things. Until, like, yeah. People aren't going to take advantage of you or whatever. Yeah. Wow. So what was the greatest lesson you learned? And so you were 30 when you went in. Mm-hmm. What was the greatest lesson you learned from that 28-day experience? Oh, wow. I thought I was pretty messed up when I went in. And I realized after I started sifting through everything, I'm like, you know, this is not so abnormal. I was around other people that were going through similar situations, if not worse than I was at the time. And I was like, this is not, I don't feel so alone anymore. And then you realize outside of like the six or seven people that were with you, then you start talking about it publicly. And then you realize how alone you really aren't. Like, Because everyone so starts reaching people. out to you and yeah. saying, I feel this way. Oh right? yeah, I've been through it. And that was the beginning of realizing that I could connect through humanity and not just like through this voice wow. of this like, child that everybody looked up to, um, there became a different voice that I found. Do you feel like that was the moment you were able to kind of process all this stuff from childhood and actually start to grow up? Yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. Totally. And I still, I still go through my days when I, there's a real line for me where I feel like a woman and where I, I can tell I'm slipping back into like a child really? space. Yeah. Awareness is an amazing thing. Self-awareness is an incredible, incredible tool that a lot of us just want to run from. I mean, I did for so long. It's not fun sometimes. It's not fun. I've actually made it fun. I've actually, I've started to like finding out these like strange, quirky, like odd things about myself. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so that's what's running me in this situation. Uh, because then it becomes, for me now, it's become like this, I've, been, I've become obsessed with like the, how do I not override it and not get rid of it? It's more like, how do I, how do I heal it? Mm. I mean, because when we what, start- What's it, the conversation you have or? It can be anything. It can be, yeah, it can be the story that I'm telling myself. It can be the, all of a sudden that something that's completely in my subconscious becomes conscious. And I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Like, that's why I'm sabotaging myself in this area or that area. And it becomes- it's interesting to me now. Like, yeah. I find it all fascinating that we actually can change that. Mm -hmm. That's what's so amazing is we actually have the choice to do that. And I know people talk about that all the time, and it sounds so simple, and it is and it isn't. But when It takes work. It, it takes, takes practice. work. But it also is as simple as choosing, but then it's... Deciding. Deciding. That's it. Yeah. What was the... I feel like you have a fascinating mind. I feel, like, well, I feel like you've been through so much. Again, mm -hmm. at someone at like 12, 13, 18, having that type of acknowledgement and awareness and hype and, you know, mm -hmm. all for good reason. But like having that at such a young age, I can only imagine what conversations you might be having, both positive oh, right. and negative. Like what's in your mind? And, yeah. and I'm curious, what were the stories or the things that your mind told you uh -huh. that supported your journey? And what were the, the conversations that, that made you suffer? What were both of those? Because That's both really of them, question. both of them, you know, because the positive stuff continued your rise and continued to be successful in your career. But the negative stuff probably held you back in certain ways as well. 
Oh, yeah, so completely. I'm curious, what are both those conversations that your mind had, whether you were conscious or unconscious about it? Oh, my God, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> um, so I remember, I'll give you bits and pieces that yeah. are popping up in my head. So I remember my dad constantly telling me, like, I could do anything I wanted to do. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, he was. He was always, you know, you're the best and you're, and wow. I was, I was, I was different than most kids my age. You know, you heard kids sing that were my age, and it was very, very different. It was very amateur, young. It was very different. And so I believed that this one side of myself was, like, the best. And it clearly paid off, I mean, with that belief. But it was also a belief that was kind of bred into me by my dad. It wasn't my own self-belief is what I realized. Outside it was belief. outside belief. Interesting. And so when my dad and I went through all of our stuff, it was almost like I felt like I couldn't do it without him. Wow, because he was the one instilling the belief in you. Totally. So and you'd kind of divorce your dad, it sounded like. Yeah, right? in, a, in a way, yes. I mean, and so I didn't have him around in my life like that, telling me constantly, like, you can do this. Like, it was, it wasn't outside you know, right. voice. So did you not have that belief anymore? No, I take that back. I did have that belief, but it was, it came from an unhealthy place, I think. It wasn't like I, I believed deep down in myself. I loved myself and I could, I could make a mistake and still have that belief. I would go through, I've always been super hard on myself. My dad was, I mean, I have to say my, my dad instilled some amazing things in me and also there was a work ethic that I think there's always a fine line. line. Yeah, yeah, there's always a fine line to to all of those things. But I... Where did it come from, the, the outside belief, if it wasn't from your dad? Was it like a relationship was, or the media or... Oh, outside everything. It was people. If it wasn't my dad, it was like how many people were interested in what I was doing and my music and the whole deal. How many records did it sell? Right, and this, exactly. It was numbers. always numbers and the whole thing. And um, I'm still on the journey of like literally finding the inner voice that is kind, that allows me to be human, that makes mistakes, that I think I'm approaching things. Like I used to approach my performances from a very perfectionistic kind of place of like every note had to be right. And I've gone through a journey of Hmm. knowing that that's there, but now it's like, how do I express? And how do I, like, how do I show up in love? And like, how do I show up with my heart open? And when you start, for me, now that I've started coming from a different place, that perfectionistic side of things, like kind of, it gets softer. Yeah. I'm showing up for different reasons. I'm not showing up to prove myself in any way, which I think as a kid, like you're constantly competing. You know, you're competing with the outside world. You're competing with the last number of records you sold. And for me now, it's like, I mean, we always say how you're competing with yourself, but it's true. Like when you that finally clicks and you actually embody that, it's the outside you start here first and the outside starts to come into play instead of looking at the outside to validate the inside. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. What age were you when you started to believe in yourself on the inside and realize like, oh, I don't need my dad or Can I numbers? Say like three years ago? <laughs> no joke. Like three or four wow. years ago, I would start to say that I've, I started to realize like. So all your 20s, you still didn't believe in yourself on the I inside. I believed, but like there was you always. needed other people. Yeah, they needed yeah. the outside validation. And there was always, like I grew up with psoriasis really bad all over my body um, from the time I was super young. And so that being into play also played into my self-esteem. Insecurities. And and then having my face out in front of everyone uh, in the world and knowing that I was always hiding this piece of me and there was was always- Was it on your face? It wasn't on my face. It was on your back and your stomach. Everywhere, like, yeah. I dated someone many years ago who had, she was beautiful and so kind, but she had it all over her Mm -hmm. chest and her stomach and her back. And it would come and go like every couple of weeks Mm -hmm. when she would have anxiety and stress. Yeah. Right? And I just, there was nothing I could do to support her besides be there for her, but it's hard. I can only imagine how hard yeah. it is, like having this on your body and, and still loving yourself and still feeling right. like, well, I'm, that didn't I'm beautiful happen. and I'm this. That and, didn't happen. <laughs> that and then you just beat yourself happen. up and you cause more stress totally. and create more psoriasis, totally. right? It's just such a cyclical thing. But yeah, that, there was also that that played into it. So it was, I had this one thing that I put so much, that was the one thing that could validate me as a human. Your voice. Yeah. It was your identity. Voice. It was everything. And what happens if you don't have that anymore? So I've gone through moments in my life where I've lost my voice or had to cancel shows or whatever because of because I've lost my voice, you know, and didn't have one. And it was it is the most terrifying thing. Now it's a little different when I do lose my voice. I still go through the stress of it, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna chill. It's telling me something. Like yeah. I need to go basically sit down, shut up, go chill out. Like I've noticed that my voice, when I lose it, it has nothing to do really with like overusing it. It has to do with probably underusing it. It has to do with me not actually, like there's something Practicing. that's not coming out. Oh, emotionally. emotionally. Wow, really? Yeah. When you lose it. Yeah, you it's definitely like, an emotional thing. It's like you're holding on to something. Yeah. You're not saying what you need to say. Totally. You're afraid to say something. Totally. Or, wow. Yeah. Well, and you grow up growing up in this business, like, you know, I would be told, don't have an opinion about certain things. You don't want to. But don't state your views politically. Don't state your views this way because people won't buy your records. And so from early on, I was like, oh, I have to hide, like, all of these things, whether it be my skin, my opinion. There's, I mean, there's a lot of layers to that, too, right. of, like, how that affects you, especially starting out so young. So I've kind of had to peel away, like, all of these layers of... Decades of trauma. Decades of trauma and decades of programming from outside programming. So So now I'm reprogramming myself most of the time. (laughs) And so this has been the last three-year journey. Yeah, three, four years. Three, four years. Since you did this 28-day therapy, you know, time that you had for yourself, you've been reprogramming. What are the things that you're saying to yourself through this reprogramming? Is there certain things you say like in the morning or throughout the day or in a moment of doubt? Do you flip it and say something else to your to yourself? How does that work? Well, I've come to learn that we really operate out of two places, and that is love and fear. And 
the fear's a lie. And so every time something like this comes up, it's just, I, I really recognize it as old programming. It's like, oh, that's just that piece that's old. I don't have to believe that anymore. Yeah. And I also, like, I spend time with myself. I know this sounds crazy, but I literally, like, spend time with myself sometimes, like, touching every part of my body and telling it I love it. Wow. Um, I don't think that's crazy. It. I think that's beautiful. And feeling it, like actually feeling it. I think that's the one piece that I've learned listening to Joe Dispenza and like all yeah. these different people who are fantastic. The one piece that we leave out is the actual like body, this uh, somatic experience of the feeling of what we're what we're going through in our mind. The all of the in, whether it be affirmations or whatever we're doing meditation, when we can feel that and actually like feel the love that we have for ourselves, it changes everything. I can't always call on it. It's not like we were talking earlier. It's not like I figured it all out. Right. I have a you long haven't way arrived to go. yet? Come no. on. Come oh, on a long end. way to go. I don't think that ever happens. <laughs> That's been the new piece for me is like to really wake up every morning. I wake up and I, I read somewhere like people who like wake up and like literally stretch and like with our arms out into the world, like they, it starts our day in like a completely different way. So I've, I started doing that and I, I have a meditation practice I usually do for an hour a day. And an hour? Hour to an hour and a half, yeah. Wow. I try to get it in. Uh, yeah. It's, That's impressive. I love it. I've fallen in love with it. It's just my, it becomes my time. Mm-hmm. I think when I've, my time has always been given away. Now you're, and so you're it's taking like taking a piece of it back, yeah. So you have you have feeling time where you feel your body do, yes. and you, you embrace and love every inch of your body. I think it's a beautiful practice for especially people that are insecure yeah. or the people that don't think they're pretty who are like the most beautiful human beings alive. Totally. And it's amazing how we all see ourselves so opposite of like yeah. what everyone else, how everyone else sees us. Right. So I was on uh, this biologic drug for my psoriasis for like 12 years. And it would like a steroid type of drug. It was um, not a steroid, but it's um, no, it's an injection that I would would block certain certain things from developing, basically mm. certain antibodies. But um, I, it would lower my immune system, and I accidentally stumbled off of it. I would like stretch out for you know however many weeks I could before I saw something, and then I'd take it. Uh-huh. So I realized I was like four months off of it. I'm like, well, and you weren't having nothing. A- I'm like, let's just see. I was actually in a great mental space, and mm. you know, now I was usually I would freak out. And I'm like, I can't get off of this. I can't do it. And I was just in a place where I'm like, you know what? Let's just see. And so I've been off of it for about a year. And I know it's right, good. Yeah, I like and it. I'll have places that come up, and I'll, and I'll use like topical stuff. But yeah. the one thing that I've learned is if I, whatever arises, whatever it's emo- an emotion or it's psoriasis or it's a few pounds, whatever it is, if I can just sit with it and be like, okay, I see you, you're there and allow it to be for a moment. And then literally I, I will sit with my psoriasis and put my hands on it and be like, I love you. It's cool. Wow. You can hang out for a while if you want. Like, and once you really start meaning that, like it changes, it changes everything. Anxiety, when I get anxiety, I'll literally go, okay, you're here again, how's it going? And just allow it to be for a moment. And it literally within within minutes starts to completely shift. I mean, mm. I'll wake up the next morning after I've done that with my psoriasis and it'll be gone. So. Yeah, as opposed to resisting it, yeah. it's allowing and acknowledging it and saying- It's trying to tell you something. It's, it's okay, let me, let me be mindful of like, why am I stressed out? Right. Why am I anxious? 
let me sit with it and then let it go. Yeah. And come and go and breathe through it, right? Totally. When did you start to learn about accepting challenges that you're facing emotionally or physically and falling in love with them as opposed to rejecting them? Yeah. And the falling in love with them, once you start shifting that perception, yeah, you start becoming whole. You start feeling whole, which is so beautiful. Um, and you I accept yourself, all of you. All of you. And you realize that those are actually, and I know it's so hard to do this when it's popping up in your life, that those are gifts. Like those are true gifts that are leading you down one way or the other, like yeah. leading you away from something or leading you towards something. And sometimes our deepest fears and pain and trauma is really, we've experienced it to share. We've experienced it to help people. I mean, we talk about a life of service and yeah. it's, what better way to be of service than to share the darkest moments that you've been through because you're so not the only one that's done it. So I actually, about, I guess it was probably about four years ago, I started working with um, a breathwork teacher named Ashley Neese, who is incredible. Here in LA? Or? She's in LA. Well, she's actually um, in Oakland now, but she lived here in LA at the time. And um, This is before the uh, the 28 day. No, this was after. Okay. So I'm 36 now. So I checked yeah, in when I was 30. It. So we went through a couple years with like, Still kind of like trying to figure out what yeah. the hell's going on. You didn't really have a practice, it sounded No, like. I didn't. And I was on Instagram and was looking on um, Cameron Diaz's The Body Book thing, mm-hmm. and I found Ashley. And then she started popping up randomly. Thank God for like the Instagram. Uh, what's the, <laughs> what's the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, algorithm. It, yeah, like, yeah. it threw up in my, in my face all the time. And um, it was about five months into it. And I was like, you know what? I know this is crazy. I've never contacted anyone on Instagram, but I'm going to. And something just told me to call her and my assistant set up a time with her and I go, I have no idea what I'm gonna be doing. Um, And she literally, from the moment I sat down with her, she started teaching me breath work and she's, I swear, like my therapist at the same time, but she, there was such a spiritual aspect to it. I'd gone through so much therapy that I I was sick of talking about everything. I didn't, and I wasn't shifting anything. You were still like in the same conversation. Yeah, I just didn't want to have that anymore. And so she helped me shift out of that and to really work through the trauma in my body. She did a lot of somatic work and I was always here and never here constantly. I mean, obviously there was so many reasons why I constantly wanted to run away from my body. So my practice has been literally coming back into myself. Wow, dropping into your heart, totally. dropping into your body, yeah. Dropping into every piece of me. And Because um, fear, this is where the fear lives, the anxiety, yeah. stress, Overwhelm, worry, it's like up in your head, it's like the story. And then when we drop into our hearts, we get back to love. Completely. We get grounded. Yes, and that's such a huge piece. And gratitude, I know people talk about like, oh, make your gratitude list. She was one that really finally got me into that. The key. It is so It is the key. key. It's so You can't simple. be grateful and angry at the same time totally. or stressed. And why can't we... Why is it the simplest of things? Like, can we not get into our heads? Because people, I think we all want to think it's super complicated. No. And breath, like deep breaths. <sighs> deep breaths and gratitude are like the two, the things I keep coming back to are, are love. It comes back to the heart and gratitude for everything. Going back to gratitude for even the quote unquote, what we label negative pieces yeah. showing up. How can I be grateful for the totality of it all? Wow. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get away from my practice every once in a while. And the first thing that I, I constantly, like my intuition just brings me back to like, where's your heart and where's the love? And where, 
how can I wake up and and get into that space every morning? Because once you get in that space, like the whole world changes. If you wake up in reaction mode and anxiety yes. mode, it's hard to get out of that for the rest of the day. It's like you kind of stay in that. Unless you, you break the system and take right. an hour break and breathe and meditate or do a, a gratitude practice. But that's why I think it's important to do it first thing. Totally. I do it first thing and then last thing at night. Oh, like, nice. My girlfriend and I will talk about what we're grateful for from the day. Oh, I love that. And it just allows me to like just sleep. And you know, I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you live in gratitude at night. It's like, okay, I feel at peace as opposed to, I used to always be anxious at night. Mm-hmm. It would take me hours to fall asleep. So I was always living anxiety and fear and like insecurity. Yes. And I said like, well, here's what I'm grateful for. Even the smallest things, it brought me a lot more peace. Mm-hmm. But that's powerful. So you do about an hour of breathing meditation in the morning. Yeah, I do. Um, some I just stretching, started, some opening ups. I do. I um, I am one of those people that still reaches for my phone. I have to say, it's like, tough. Well, yeah. it's so Who hard. Who doesn't? Um, yeah. Unless you're a monk. I know, right? I try not to, but I'll go down and have coffee with my husband in the morning, and then I'll go in in my little meditation room that I have at the house. And I've been doing Joe's dispenser. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys connect. I mean, we did connect. I love him. You guys He's got super on the phone sweet. We did get on the phone. We're gonna. I want to dig into some further He's stuff. He's amazing, with him. isn't he? He is amazing, and yeah. I have a zillion questions. <laughs> <laughs> that episode we did with him, it's just been like blowing up. And so uh, many people have read his book and are using the meditation. incredible. Really great. is. So I've been actually doing his meditation. Um, the powerful. Yeah, for like 30, 45 minutes in the morning. And then I'll, I've been chanting, actually. So I was doing some chanting for a while, and I kind of got away from it. I was doing some kundalini yoga. Mm-hmm. And just stepped away from it. And a friend of mine the other day was talking to me about the power of my voice. And she was saying that you don't use your sound current for yourself. Right. You share. Right. You use it and it's always projected out. But she's like, wow, you know, moving energy. That's one of your greatest tools to move energy is through your voice. And a lot of the time when I sing, it's very, it's always structured. You know, I don't, I don't allow myself this is one of the the new loving things that you're I do for allowing myself. yourself to do. Now. Allowing myself, yes. I mean, it's it's taking that voice of you have to be perfect and you have to oh you can't wade through the crap to like get to the pretty piece. Like I need to be able to sit in stuff that doesn't sound good or whatever it is mm-hmm. to get to to get to the gift underneath. I mean, that's such a life lesson. But for me, playing around with it with my voice of just allowing sound to come out. And sometimes I'll keep my phone by me because sometimes something really good will come out. I'm like, wait, Ooh, that was really good. That, yeah. <laughs> wait, I'm going to write a song off of what, that. So what is this chanting like? You're just um, making stuff up? Can no, you, so, I mean, I'll... Can you demonstrate I'll, a little five seconds of what a chant is? Yes, so um, what <laughs> chant am I doing right now? Yes, so I do this one chant for... Um, it's for protection and projection. It's a kundalini meditation, but it's... Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> Excited. I know. My husband said the other day, my husband's like, I want, I'm like, I want you to chant with me. And he's like, no, I just want to hear you chant. Um, I'll chant and, with you yeah, if you want. Okay, no. So, so he, who was, but it was really sweet because he was like, really, I just love to hear you chant. Oh, wow. So he sat with me. It was the first time I ever chanted in front of someone. That was like two days ago. Wow. So, okay. Hold on, so you, you got practice so, now. Yes. So usually yeah, I would do this and it might, my, my arms move with everything. So it's, um, Sat 
There you go. Wow. And so. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you're supposed to clap yes, after a champ, yes, but I'll take it. Yes. No, but I wow, do. Wow, that's beautiful, uh, though. Thanks. And I do, like, that's a very, like, a, like I said, for protection and projection, and it's an open heart wow. kind of yeah. thing. So I try to get into my heart as much as possible. So I do that in the morning, and yeah, it's a new thing. Imagine knowing your voice for as long as I have, and I'm like, oh, wait, there's this other piece. There's this other level to the mm, gift. That like, you can unwrap. access. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should do, like, a weekly chant session for people at your house or at a studio. Like, oh I, I know the meditation studio owner, Susie, over uh, over here. If you want to, like, do it, I'm sure. Oh, my sure God, I would can, love to. They have, like, the bowls, they have the room, they have the whole setup, like. So this is my new thing. It'd be so amazing. I want to learn, like, the whole shindig. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> chanting with Leanne Rhymes? It'd be, like, so incredible. Fun. I'd be there. That's the thing, too, is, like, I love my sweet husband. He's like, I want to hear you, and that's wonderful. But I want I want people to find that sound current in mm. them because when I'm doing this, like, when I come back to my heart, it's vibrating. Like we can, you can feel, feel it when it. you're speaking, but when you're singing, no, it's electric. It is. It's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's it, healing. People, ha- everybody has that in them, and that's what I. We're so focused on what everything sounds like or what things look like, and I think part of my journey right now is like stripping away all of those wow. shoulds for myself, but also hopefully as I do for myself somehow along the way, helping others to strip away those pieces too. You have to promise me in the next. Four months. I know you're gonna be on tour um, soon. We'll do it. We'll do I'm it. Totally I'll set down. it up for you if you okay, want. Okay, let's do it. I'll, you can invite you're chanting your. Chanting with me then. I'll chant with you. Okay, bro. I'll be in the back row, but I'll be. I'll be, I'll, be I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> no, seriously, I think it'd be powerful. Even just to do it once to like see and just create your own little one hour like chanting session. I love the universe. This is the universe. I think so you gotta do it. Two days ago is the first time I ever chanted in front of someone, and now Gosh, look at what let's I'm do doing. Do this. <laughs> chanting Leon rhymes. It's gonna be a whole Spotify playlist. <laughs> totally. You can create meditations for people. Da- I've been, this could be your level of service to give give back. I literally life. in the last 48 hours have gone through this. I, I It came to me a meditation today of I what I wanted to create. I see it. We're here for You're a reason. You're on the same wavelength. I, I see it. it. <laughs> I'm going to support. <laughs> Thank you. What is the, uh, the, now you went through like a public, You were this is your second marriage, right? You went through, yes. you were married for a, about a decade? Is that what it was? Seven years. Seven yeah. years. And now you've been remarried for a while now. What's the greatest lesson you learned in the, the relationship or the marriage that didn't work out? Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. And what's the greatest lesson that you've learned in this current marriage? I think I've learned as a whole that people were all here to teach each other something. My first husband, I'm incredibly grateful for everything we both taught each other. And we were fantastic friends and super uber close as friends. Uh, no, you not were. today. You were. We were. You were. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Yeah. I mean, you were then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows what the future holds? But we were then, and I think with everything that happened, obviously there had to be a lot of separation there sure. to, for people to heal. But I realized what we were for each other and how we, what we taught each other, and and I'm very very grateful for that. So mm-hmm. I don't. I think the 
the easiest thing to do is look back and blame and say, oh my God, I wish that never happened and all of those things. And I think for me, I totally see why. Like I'm very aware of it all. And the biggest lesson for me in the learning how to handle relationship first off, like, I mean, I just, yeah, I, you never know how love is going to come at you, where it's going to hit you, <laughs> how you're going to react to it. Yeah. And I really, I've learned to speak truth, I think, more into my relationships, to know that I can be okay alone, um, all of those sorts of things. I think those are really powerful to have as, I mean, like I was saying earlier, there was I was always around someone. There was mm-hmm. like someone always around me. You were never alone. No, never alone. I was never like out of a relationship in that way of living alone and that kind of thing. So I now know like that's, those are things I'm fully capable of, but my latest relationship with Eddie, hopefully my only one, I'd say my latest, but no, um, with Eddie, it's been quite the ride because we went through so much publicly together. We've had, you know, to blend a family. You know, I have two stepsons that are 11 and 15. He's taught me a lot. They've all taught me a lot. And that's one of those things. Who's taught you more, your husband or your stepkids? Oh, Wow. Both in completely different ways. And I'll actually have to say my husband's ex-wife has taught me a lot too. Really? You know, it's one of those things where (laughs) you all want to hate each other at the beginning. And then, like I said, there's these gifts that I've realized that are right in front of me that don't look like gifts but are. Yeah. Which is this whole situation of so so many things I've learned from, from the ego falling away to people that used to love you, hate you, and you're like... First off, you're just a gut-wrenched of, you know, when you're depending on that kind of outside love. And then you realize it's the best gift that could have ever happened to you. And then you realize, like, having to make amends with people and having to blend personalities that are not gelling and having to extend love in places Mm. where you never thought you'd have to extend love. Like Um, where? Like just to people, you know, when you've all hurt each other, like, so much— and then you all continue to just like hurt each other, having to get past all of that and finally extend love. Like that's been the most, the hugest just weight off my back, I think, is to know, to come into this uh, realization that we all are gifts to one another. Yeah. You know, even my parents, where I've wanted to blame them in the past, like realizing that was a gift also. Like all of these things are true gifts. And like they, when you start to really love who you are and you realize like, oh, these are all the things that created me. Like, you know, mm. you really do have to, you can't look at it any other way. So yeah, they've, we've all taught each other. I know we're, we're all in each other's lives for a reason. Um, and it's still a challenge, but it's one that I'm definitely, I have such a different perception on than when I first stepped yeah. into this. Wow. And my husband's amazing. He really is. He's loved me through a lot of pain and, I've always felt that people run away from it. You know, I've always thought there was something wrong with me. Like, I have all this trauma and I'm in so much pain that I, the people, I, I can't show the side of me to people because they run away. Um, wow. And I've always- You can't show the pain. I can't show the pain. People can't take it. So you would hide it or you would- I would hide it. And uh, he was just always been someone that I could, he's been there through it all. He's never turned away from me, and it's such a wow. he's such a blessing. I mean, I I still can't believe it. I still test him at times. Still, <laughs> throw something at him every yes, now and then. Yes, and I'm like, wait, but you still stayed again? No, I mean, it's it. I think it's just 
when I felt, I felt so abandoned at times in my life so early on that there's been that wound. And wow. so I didn't believe that he existed. <laughs> I was still, I'm like, wait, you really do exist. Like you're just, He's been he's been in it with me. Wow. He is a true true blessing. Sounds like a special guy. He is a good dude. He That's really amazing. is. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you been able to heal your experience with your parents? Once again, we talk about layers. Yes, I have. A certain level. Yes, to a certain level, absolutely. And you know the hardest thing is I think on this journey for me has been getting to a certain point in anybody in your life, whether it's your parents or you want to bring them along with you and you want to like help them. And you know, you can't do that unless people want to change. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes we just don't see eye to eye. And that's been, I think we've healed a lot of the past and it's the, it's the present that I am so desiring for them to be happy and have joy in their life. And all of these things that I've now been able to feel and overcome the places that they've been in. And so sometimes I think that's now the hard part for me. Mm, to surrender to that. Yeah, to let it... that's my, that's the next level for me. Is oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and just loving. I mean, that's a thing with, with everyone in your life. And this is something my husband has taught me is loving people in the place that they're at and not expecting them to change. And he's, he's done that for me. And it's I think hard. it is. It's hard because I don't do it for myself. You know, I'm constantly, I'm, it's very difficult for me to love myself sometimes in the places that are really, that I don't want, that I don't want to show or that I don't like. And I'm finding that when I start to really become tender with those places, then I become a lot more tender with everyone else around me. Wow. <sighs> You're like, wait, where are we? There's so much I want to talk about <laughs> with you. And we only have a limited time left, so I want to make sure we we cover a few other things because there's I think there's so many layers I'd love to dive into mm-hmm. about that, but maybe we'll get you back on yeah, next, next year for like when I the, when the, I figured some more stuff out next year. Exactly. <laughs> I'll um, come back. I, I'm curious about this side of things because there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians and uh, uh, actors and dancers who listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, those who are trying to make it in their art and their craft, and. I think a lot of them struggle with one making it, and then the second thing is once they make it, how do I stay relevant? Yeah. How do I keep making it? How do I not be like a hit for a few years and then fade away? How have you dealt with this? Because you had you know success for so long, and you still have a lot of success. But do you struggle with trying to stay relevant? Where there's always a new artist and people, new sounds, and do you feel like you have that pressure, or? How do you overcome the pressure of being relevant constantly? Yes and no. I, feel, I mean, I, of course, there's always that pressure in a career. Of, mm-hmm. I guess I don't look at it as more as relevant as I do as how can I, how can I keep creating and still being interesting? Interesting to other people? Both. Or Inter- I know what you're about to say that. <laughs> Both. And I, I think when we start to focus on what's interesting to me— Look, when you start to pull yourself out of the what everyone else thinks is relevant and how to play the game, uh-huh. you're going to get some pushback and you're going to maybe have things that aren't as successful commercially. But then what did you get from it? Mm. Like, how did it make... That's where I had to shift things. How did it make me feel? Did I really enjoy this process this time around? Did I not cut songs to please other people and really did things that I love to do? 
where am I singing from? Is this coming from my heart? Is it mm. coming from the need to be relevant? Like, I think these are questions that I constantly am asking myself. To make a hit, to yeah. you know, whatever, sell um, records or whatever. And the, when you start focusing on that, like, it's just a race that's just never going to win. Yeah. You never are. And so I keep coming back to this place of what what feels good to me now. Um, I mean, granted, I'm in a position where I can do that. Yeah. Um, you still get a lot of opportunities no matter what you're doing, right? You're, yeah. But I still, when I was younger, um, so I started on country music, and then my record label released my first pop hit, which was How Do I Live, and uh, to pop radio. And at the time, no so one— Is Coyote Ugly Tom? No, that? that was after this. This okay, is yeah. How Do I Live was the first one. It was a one. huge hit. Yeah, I can't find the moment. The, the slow song. Yeah, How Do I Live, yeah, was, was the first one. Hit. Yeah. Mega. Yeah. I, at the time, like, no one really crossed over. It was— From it was, country to pop. Yeah, like, yeah. that was a no-no because it now was like you're kind of abandoned. Yeah, people do it all the time. Back then, it was like people were kind of abandoning mm. the format. I was 14, keep in mind. I'm like— <laughs> You're like, I'm just trying Wait, to— I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just trying to enjoy music. Like, I didn't, you know, there was no real— I didn't have no idea that, that anything like that it would happen. Thing, yeah, yeah, it was a bad thing. So I think ever since that happened, I just loved music. And for me, it was like, wait, why is someone trying to put me in a box? And so I've really rebelled against that my whole life of, like, constantly, like, pushing on the walls of every box that anyone could put me in. And— Maybe that was the reason why I stayed relevant. Maybe it was the reason why people were constantly wanting to hear what I was doing because it was different, a little bit different every time. And But I think the one thing that people always connected with, with me was that I connected with my heart and my heart came through my music. And I think that that's really what people connected with. I'm finding that more now than ever of like, oh, wait, the voice is just like the avenue of the other gift that's like underneath it. And so when I talk about pulling back the layers of like unwrapping this gift that I've had, it's like I'm I'm really now just discovering like the voice is just kind of the the surface of mm-hmm. what else is underneath it. And I think really connecting, we're we live in a world where we all try to fit in. It's like the worst thing we can possibly do for ourselves. You know, I remember a time in my life when I'm in my mid-teens where I just, I wanted to be normal so bad. You wanted to fit in. I wanted to be, I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be normal so bad. It's like the worst thing I could have asked for. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Because you do, you lose these unique pieces of yourself and we all are so unique. And we we can, I can easily get into thinking this. I started a blog called Soul of Everly. And, um, Soul of Everly. Soul of Everly, yeah. E-V-E-R-L-E. And, um, I, when I started the blog, I was like, why am I starting? Everybody says, it's, 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 everyone's got a blog, like uh-huh. the whole deal. And it's so easy to get into thinking like, oh, everyone's doing this kind of music or there's so many people doing that or making that product. But the thing is, we all have such a unique way of seeing things and a unique way of being and creating. And we can't think that way. Like, it, that's just so not true. Yeah. We there's there are people out there that need your truth in the way that you present it and and your creations. And so I think that's been a big lesson for me is to just continue to create mm-hmm. without expectation and for the joy of it. I think that's one thing I lost for a while because I was you start focusing on the business side of it and you lose the joy. It's really, really, conne- really connecting with yourself. Yeah. I think your intuition, man, my intuition tells me to do something sometimes where I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> you want me to create <laughs> that? that? Yeah. I should do that now? 
I mean, I'm going through that right now. I'm actually starting to work on a new record, and I've been sitting with it for about a year now because it's like one piece of me will pull me one way, the other piece of me will pull me that way, my intuition will pull me that way, and I'm like, wait, (laughs) which one am I? Which one? I had to start discerning, like, which one really is the intuition. Right. And rolling with it because it's... It's risky. It's scary. It is risky, and it's also fun. Like, I'm now realizing, like, I'm having fun doing that, and that's probably where I should be going, you know? More into that, yeah. Yeah. I think your greatest hits are ahead of you still. I think it's, you know, in in all areas of your life. Enchanting. (laughs) Enchanting in music, in relationships, in, you know, the message you have for the world. I think your level of service is just beginning, and uh, I'm really excited to see what you're going to create, Thank whatever you. your intuition tells you to do. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Gosh, I want to have you come back on another time, yes, but I want to respect your time. <laughs> this is a question I ask at the end. It's called the three truths. I'm going to ask you in a different way. Uh-oh, okay. So imagine you've sung every song you've wanted to sing. You've created every piece of music. It's all been out there. All your weird, intuitive ways that you've gone into, you've made the music you wanted. Right. For whatever reason, you've got to take all your music with you. And this is your last day, many years from now, and you choose the last day for your life. Mm-hmm. But you've done it all. All the crazy dreams, it's all happened. Okay. You've impacted the world you want to, the way you want it to. You've okay. loved deeply, all that stuff. But your music's got to go with you. So no one has access to it anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to it anymore. But you've got a microphone connected to you right now, and the whole world puts headphones on. Everyone in the world gets to listen to you one last time. And you get to share three truths, the three lessons that you would share with the world that they would have to remember you by and to have access to. What would you say with your voice while everyone is listening? Dude, this is like intense. It's called the School of Greatness. <laughs> this is so good. So again, everyone's putting on headphones right now, seven plus billion people. And you got to share three things you know to be true about your life's experience, that you would share these lessons with the world. We're putting on the headphones. We're about to listen. Leanne Rhymes comes on <laughs> the mic. What would you say? Wow. I would definitely, um, the most painful thing you'll ever experience in your life is the closing of your heart. And you will know when you've closed it, you will know when you've opened it because it will feel like you just started breathing again. Ooh. And you're going to make me cry. This is so true, though. Wow. Because um, I oscillate between the two all the time. I think yeah. we all do. Yeah. But when you've really closed it and it opens, like, it's just so powerful. Yeah. So that would be the first thing is to, as much as you can in this lifetime, try to keep your heart open. Yeah. Number one. That's number, number one. Number two, we are... There's so much power in us that we have barely touched on. We have the power to change anything about ourselves. And I think for me, what I've learned is that it is, it comes in the form of creativity. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for the creative beings that we are. We look too much to the outside and don't connect enough with the inside. Yeah. And in, in that connection, what I found going to intuition is that usually the first thing that comes to mind, like I, I was sitting here thinking about like a zillion things I could say, but I'm like, okay, heart. Yeah. 
intuition, like go to these things. The first thing that comes is like, okay, I need to speak on that. The first thing that comes, go with it. You might not know where you're going, but go with it because there's such a plan so bigger, so much bigger than us than we could ever, ever fathom. So even the smallest of choices, every little thing we do falls into that plan. Mm. I truly believe that. Mm. So yes, intuition. Two? Yes. And number three? The world is listening. Number three. (laughs) There is a God. (laughs) Which I do believe yeah. this this energy that that creates us is just an amazing thing. But uh, let me see. I don't know if that would be number three. But yes, that is definitely it's definitely there. Number three. I know we talk about self love a lot. It's become like this kind of mm-hmm. like buzzword or this buzz phrase. But true self love is the key to life, in my opinion, because. What is that saying? You can only meet someone as far as you can meet yourself. Mm-hmm. And so the deeper I find, the, ten- the, more, the tenderer I get with myself, the more that I can sit with all the facets of me and truly be with those things, the more I can serve the world in that way. Yeah. So I think for me, self-love is, is key. Yeah. Wow. Those are powerful. Thanks. <laughs> That's a difficult, that's probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done because there's so much. So much. There really is so much. I'm curious. I've got a couple final ones. This just popped up for me. When was the hardest year of your teenage years? What what year was like the worst year for you? They all ran into each other at one point. They seemed like one long year. Probably 17. 17. Yeah. If your 17-year-old self was right in front of you right now, going through that, and you had something you could say to her, I, what would you say? The first thing that came to mind was fall apart. Like, you don't have to hold up the world for everybody else. It's okay. Wow. Yeah, everybody else can take care of themselves. Wow. I like that. Yeah. You've got a movie coming out right now. What's the movie? The movie's called It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas it's Eve. on Hallmark Channel. I just did a Christmas movie um, for them. I wrote three original songs for the film which there's a soundtrack that's out right now also. I executive produced the film. Wow. From the ground up. Had so much fun doing this movie. Um, there's a lot of heart in it. Of course, it's Hallmark. There's a beautiful sure. love story. And it's always good Christmas movies out there. Is. You know, there's always good stuff. I'm excited to watch it. It is. So, yeah. So, it's on the Hallmark it channel. Yes, They're November playing, 10th. November 10th yes. through the Christmas season. Through the Christmas season, yes. They'll be playing it every few days, I'm assuming. Yeah. But you can search on your DVR or whatever to find yes, out when please. it's happening. Watch it. Take a screenshot, post on Instagram, yes, share please. with your friends. Let us know you're watching it. What's the title of it again? It's Christmas, comma, Eve. It's Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh, it's, <laughs> Eve. We are fancy. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. Watch it, share it, tag Leanne as well. The music is out. They can Where can they get the music? Spotify, um, you can go, iTunes. yeah, I mean, everywhere, yes. Absolutely. You can stream it everywhere. Um, Hallmark.com, LeanneRhymesChristmas.com. Wow. Actually, I have a Christmas website, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> Christmas.com. Yes. And you're going on tour this. Yes. For how long? We're on tour for like three weeks, basically. Um, this is our sixth holiday tour, and uh, it's really fun. We're, I want to hear you sing Oh Holy Night. Okay. Do you do it at your tour or I no? I don't. Silent Night? But 
I don't do either of those. But if you come to a show, maybe you'll do Silent Night. I'll for sure do one or the other. Yes, you got it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. But we're playing the West Coast this year. We pick a kind of a place in the United Mm -hmm. States to play every year, and we're doing the West Coast again. We we did that a few years ago. Okay. West Coast. We go to leanrhymes.com to see the tour dates. I'm assuming leanrhymesworld.com. Leanrhymesworld.com or on Instagram. I'm sure there's yeah, it's it's everywhere. Leanne Rhymes on there. Can't miss us. What else? We got the movie, It's Christmas, comma, Eve. <laughs> the music, the tour. Yes. Social media, you hang out on Instagram a lot, Twitter. I do, yeah. Yeah, definitely on Instagram. Um, and then uh, soulofeverly.com. Soulofeverly.com. Dot com is the website. We'll have it all linked up. Yes. How often are you blogging or sharing? I usually blog like t- once or twice a week. Mm. And then I do a little thing called Chalk Talk, which I put up either a quote that I've written or some of my favorite ones and kind of expand on it. Yeah, it's very, very soulful, obviously, Soul of Beverly, very soulful um, little place for me to play around. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of an extension of, of my music, but in a completely different way. Check out all yeah. this stuff. I want to acknowledge you, Leanne, for being a more than just a beautiful voice, but a beautiful soul. Because you. you've gone through so much in your life and your career and relationships publicly. And I can only imagine the amount of stress and anxiety and overwhelm that could cause someone. And for you to continue to show up with a beautiful voice and a beautiful soul and and give to the world the way you do is just, it's a breath of fresh air. So I really acknowledge you for your kindness, your generosity, our friendship, and and the greatest hits that are still coming. Thank you. So I acknowledge you for all of that. And Um, thank you for being so, you're just so kind and open and just, it's so wonderful to be on here. Of course. Yeah, I appreciate it. The final question is, what's your definition of greatness? It's my definition of greatness. I would think I would go with this. I would, for me, it's it's someone who is willing to take risks. It's someone who's willing to fail. It's someone who realizes that failing is not the end of the world, that it's only a stepping stone to success. It's someone who keeps persevering mm-hmm. and learning from every bump in the road only to come out of that with more wisdom and knowledge of clear vision of where they want to go. So it's, it's someone who doesn't give up. Leanne Rhymes. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. There you have it, my friends. I loved this interview. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, then please share it with two or three friends. You can text them right now. Just text them the link, lewishouse.com slash 719, or you can grab the link from your iTunes app or the podcast app that you're listening to or on Spotify, and you can share this with your friends right there. Take a screenshot of this and tag myself, at Lewis Howes, and at Leanne Rhymes over on Instagram so she can see what part you enjoyed the most about this. So again, go ahead and tag both of us. Take a screenshot while you're listening and post it over on Instagram. Send her some love and check out all of her new stuff, her music, her movie, Check it all out, and we'll have it linked up at the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 719. You can watch the full video interview over there as well or on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lewishouse, where we've got hundreds of incredible interviews and videos that will inspire you, educate you, and help you unlock your greatness. That's what this is all about, unlocking it. And Oprah said that we've got to turn your wounds into wisdom. So whatever it is that you might be going through today, realize that that's an opportunity for you to inspire someone else, 
through your story, through your wounds, through your adversity. So make sure you continue to lean into your wounds and then heal them. Be aware of them and start to heal. Start to forgive, start to let go, and start to move forward. And use those wounds as a story looking back to inspire the people around you and inspire yourself for how far you've grown, how much you have overcome. That's what this is all about. We're always reaching new levels of opportunities and obstacles at the same time. Because once we graduate one level, guess what? New challenges are going to come our way no matter what. So have an open mind, have an open heart, and lean into those obstacles with positivity and with with a presence and peace of mind knowing that you will overcome them one day. As always, I love you guys so very much. I'm so inspired by the people that I get to interview. Leanna Rhymes is an incredible human being. Love her mission. Make sure to go check her out. Check her music out. Check her out on tour. Watch her movie. All the good things. Follow her on social media. And as always, you guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. members save on meeting up with friends save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups that's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier plus members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods plus when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship start a show together with your included paramount plus subscription walmart plus members save on this plus so much more Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.